The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baby, if you've ever wondered, what is he saying? Wondered whatever became of me. Wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP. Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking. Town to town, up and down the dial. Yeah. Maybe you and me were never meant to be Just maybe think of me once in a while I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati You know, that okay. falls into the those number of songs where, like, the guy is singing about how we were really never meant to be. Like, do you ever notice that there was, like, maybe in the late 70s, early 80s, there was, like, a period of time where part of the rock song was like, eh, you know, maybe we weren't really supposed to get together, but... You know, here's one to you. Hey, let's really, let's get hey, started. Fascinating. Yeah, that's great. Let's get going. <laughs> oh, All right. I, I'm ready. Go for it. I've been ready. Let's go. Jesus We're fucking Christ. make crap. Sean cry too. Oh. God, <laughs> let's go. Like other let's go, shows. Sean. See? You make sure, you can make Chumon cry. Yeah. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's a hard luck show coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in the beautiful city of Santa Monica, California. Sitting across from me, next to me, my partner, my co-host is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, here to make all the old ladies cry once again. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's time. Let's go to war. It's a good day to die. Come on. Man, that sounds good, brother. And on sound. That's right. Old Blue Eyes himself. That's right, baby. Sean Lewis. Certified audio professional. Shh. Engineer. Nice. Oh, 
working a night shift, baby. Yeah. Yeah, let's work that night shift. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's work that night shift. Let's work that night shift. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Good shit, man. And uh, coming room visuals. It's Big Pick Mike, Scab Man. What's up, man? Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, as usual. Hard luck show. Check us out, man. Yeah. I think, I think they're already checking us out. They're checking Check us, us out. Check us out more, then. Okay. Check us out more. All right. Listen, you guys. Listen. I have been on it for like two years trying to get this guest on our show. He's a busy, busy man. The illustrious, the super talented. Kid's like a stepson to me, man. Let's welcome you guys to the show. Frank Ball Jr. to the show. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. A lot of gold teeth in that smile. Gold teeth. Man. What? Killing it. Making me happy today, brother. Welcome to the show, Frankie. What's up? What's up? What's up? Man. What's the word? Listeners, you guys, a couple years ago, I was trying to put together a show that was uh, uh, Frank Sr., Frank Jr., and it was going to be a very dear old friend of mine, Mr. Frank Ball, who's now living in Texas, and uh, a fantastic artist and tattoo artist, um, and his son... Frank Ball Jr. And they were going to come on together, who's also a very acclaimed, accomplished, talented artist, tattoo artist, uh, clothing designer. I mean, just does it all. And uh, these gentlemen, I, I grew up with Frank, his dad, and our kids kind of grew up together. Uh, Frank Jr. and uh, and Vincent, my son, are our friends. They've gone through it together. And uh, just like family. And uh, that one didn't work out due to schedules. And then Frank was coming on a few weeks ago. He caught COVID. He's now all healed up, all better. And here he is today. And I just, I can't, I can't tell you how happy I am to have you here, bro. And to see you shine and watch you and watch your moves and what you're doing. And then to watch you and your beautiful family, man, grow. And, and just, man, I'm just so happy, man, to have you here, brother. You're killing it. You're killing it, bro. Thank you. What is, when you say you're killing it, give us some highlights of what's being killed. Like, what are you killing? Well, I mean, for one, um, you know, Frank Frank is a, a phenomenal tattoo artist. And I watched him early on, and I've watched him turn into this, this great artist. He's also an artist who draws and paints. He also is making some of his own leather goods he's also worked on logos for apparel brands and created logos right he also builds motorcycles and lowriders and it's like this guy everything he's just got such great taste and everything he touches he puts his finesse on and he's just a great creator he's an awesome creator a awesome creative fucking powerhouse right here with just a great style that is his own right and how would you describe your style? Like, how would you put it into words, uh, Mr. Ball? Um, first off, thank you guys for having me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Um, and thank you for all the kind words. Uh, I don't know my style. I, I just like um, motorcycle sh- shit, you know, lowrider shit, just Southern California stuff, I guess, you know, just. The culture that goes along with it, graffiti, tattooing, motorcycles, custom stuff. I really like custom stuff, taking stuff, making it unique, your own. You right. Know? 
What is the thing that you think doesn't get enough customization? Like what part of, let, let's just say goods you can buy where you're like, you know, everybody should really be putting their own personal stamp on this fucking thing. What is one of the things that you think, and maybe is something that um, more people could do if they actually took the time to think about it? That's kind of hard because it seems like everyone I'm around is fully engulfed in it. You know what I mean? Anything they touch, they start fucking with immediately, whether it's a new bike or, you know, a new car or something. Especially out here, everyone's so into it. You know what I mean? You get like a, even if you get, you know, it's it's a lot easier to customize the older stuff, you know, but the newer stuff, um, even that, it's like as soon as you get, you know, a new ride, you go put some new wheels on it, you know, you get a new right. new motorcycle, you put a new pipe on it, new bars on it, new fairing, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, but I guess, I don't know, that's a hard question. That's a really hard question. Where do you, where do you see your unique aspect? Because everybody, I mean, let's be real, like on some level, everybody's like, yeah, you get a car, you put some rims on it, you know, nobody's putting spinners on them anymore, and then probably there's probably some jack-off out there that's like trying to bring spinners back. <laughs> where, where is it that you think for you, your unique particular, right, your style, like what would you say is the, the little piece, the unique piece you add to customization for you? Um depending on what i'm messing with you know what i mean i just like uh i think i've just been heavily influenced by a lot of like the older cats that were in my life that were um i was guilty by association just around you know from my dad and his homies and right. shit like that so I, I feel like even without me trying to make something like this there's just been images for certain things uh kind of in ingrained in my brain like it's like when i when it comes to certain shit and it just kind of has a more gangster vibe to it you know what i mean i like doing stuff like that but not taking it too over the top you know what i mean but just what does that mean what are influences. you saying by that when you go like not taking it too i'm um, like just now you just sounded like you were saying actually i have some influences right uh-huh but it's calibrated because it's not too over what are you what are you holding back or what are you sort of What's the nuance you're putting on it? Well, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not sure. Like, I guess, you know, there's certain shit that you can do to stuff, whether it's with art or with, you know, bikes or cars and stuff that make it more unique in a way to where it has the, uh, you know that style but not taking it over the le you know like i'm not like some dude from japan that has my head shaved and i have like right. know, i mean some like prison terminology blasted across my dome and trying to do the whole like you know what i mean but there but there i guess if you're from california if you're especially from southern california from la there's just the culture that comes with that if you grew up around some of these older dudes that are just you know uh with the shit you know what i mean you, you just kind of feed off of that without trying too hard to be something you're not you know what i mean so so okay so steve do you want to do you want to weigh in on i'm gonna i'm gonna weigh in because it's kind of come clear like and and this is kind of for the listeners and this is for for you as well 
he Frank was Frank was almost born at almost the exact right time with the right setup and who his dad is and the influences around him what he saw to to understand what he and 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 it kind of digest what he saw growing up yeah which was a real mix of combinations from your biker world from the 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 maybe the homies world like even like probably uh rap and like all these different cultures from like the 80s 90s even prior to that and able to kind of lock it into his head uh-huh. but he's not that old right he's old enough to be in like this new world relevant but he's not overly influenced by everything that's new he's like an old soul yeah and this you get what i'm saying yeah and that comes out in all the stuff he does it's almost like <clears throat> i really appreciate a lot of the stuff he does because it reminds me of the art and the artist and and the customization that was going on when i was growing up but he doesn't do it exactly he has his twist to it which right. makes it relevant today does that make sense yeah and i'm trying to make but you would have to have been you would have had to have been born at a certain time had the right set of parents traveled in multiple worlds to be able to have all that remember how he said like low riding and graffiti yeah and it's all these things but he ended up at the right time yeah so that he could see that understand that internalize that digest it and now he's relevant in this world as, a, as an artist in many forms but he's able to bring all these things that maybe a lot of guys his age were just so caught up in what's going on now and influenced so much in like present day stuff yeah they didn't even get any of that what was the twist that you were putting on do you think like what would you say that was Does it, did what i say kind of make sense no you, I, you nailed it yeah yeah it made sense to me okay. yeah yeah but so so Steve's laid it out, and then so it's like, what would you say your twist is? Then your slight twist on this, um, my slight twist, keeping it authentic, I guess, there it is, keeping yeah. it genuine. Yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to, like you said, I'm not um, trying to be something that I'm not. You know, I heard a quote a long time ago. It's always stuck with me my whole life. It goes, you can be anything you want, just don't be something you're not. You know what I mean? I like and, that. Uh, That's an interesting. I like that. I like that yeah, too. I, I've always really liked it, and I've always held it pretty dear to my heart. You know, and um, what does that mean to you in terms of of life and what you've led? Because, I mean, let's face it. You know, um, some people have a father that sort of dominates a world, and they spend their entire life trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Other people, they just ride the coattails and don't do any work. Mm-hmm. You know, blah, 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 blah. And it sure. can be difficult for a young man growing up in sort of that to find his own way without being disrespectful, but without, right? Uh-huh. So when you say, you can, that, that saying, I like it too. You can be anything, what was it? You can be anything you want, just don't be something you're not. So how do you interpret that? Um... Just be, uh, yeah, just be genuine, being being authentic, you know what I mean? Like, don't, um, it's hard to explain something that I feel like it's explained so well in just, like, one sentence. But for me, how I kind of take it is, like, um, you know, Let just me don't don't like like do you you know what I mean do you don't don't try to be you know stay me, true to that com- compass inside yeah you yeah, know? yeah yeah so let me let me maybe 
Uh, maybe if I ask it this way. Okay. Maybe if I ask it this way. <clears throat> What's the difference between trying to be something you're not, right? But you're something that hasn't been yet, right? So technically you aren't that, but you can be anything you want. You might grow to that. What's the difference between a faker and somebody that's growing into a spot that they, they were, like you said, internally? Well, I think I get that too. Um, it's if you're working towards something, you know what I mean? If you're, you're developing something that maybe you weren't <coughs> born uh, around or stuff, but you're still attracted to it, like that's still cool, you know what I mean, to, to work towards that as long as you're keeping it, you know, genuine and actually kind of paying respect to the people that, that laid down the foundation before you, you know what I mean? Right. You're not just, that's the thing nowadays. It's like some of these hipster fucks, I get into whatever the fuck, choppers or you know outlaw biker culture or cholo culture or whatever the fuck they act like they fucking invented the shit you know what i mean it's like they go by like if it's like some you know some homie stuff they go buy some fucking dickies they shave their heads you know they cruise around fucking uh Boyle Heights taking pictures of themselves for their Instagrams, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they act, and they get these shitty single needle tattoos that look like garbage, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, like look at the, we we call them chipsters, like cholo hipsters, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love it, dude. Chipsters. Chipsters. And, you know that's just like to me is just like faking the funk. It's like that's cool if you're attracted to that culture and stuff, but you don't gotta like, you know, full on just you know what i mean it's just kind of whack you know what i mean yeah i mean like, i feel the same yeah, way yeah. when i see like you know i'm sure with the native stuff white yeah, chicks sure. with fucking headdresses yeah. on and fucking right. no, yeah, waving I, sage around and i'm like all right yeah it's even, <laughs> I, I, it's even like like lucky nose and all you guys probably it's like you see these like you know where where i grew up and when i was younger if you were wearing nike cortez's you're gonna get banged on you know what i mean i've had right. friends lose literally lose their life you know what i mean over wearing the wrong kind of clothes on the wrong side of town you know what i mean get shot no big deal like happens all the time coming up you know and uh now it's like it's just like fashion like it's like fa- it's which is it's a hard line because it fashion's dope and it's cool for certain shit but then other stuff it's like it's just a trip you know what i mean it's, it, but it's it's weird because on the one hand you want it to catch a little bit so you can make some fucking money i mean let's just be real people people want it to catch a little bit because they're trying to earn a living trying to make a name trying to do something flip side is if it gets too mainstream then you got all these candy fucks walking around with like a full grill and blah blah blah, blah and talking all the shit. They haven't even, they don't know the first thing about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think if everybody yeah. stuck to like what they do, like he just said, do you? I think that that all that shit they want comes, but they're so busy chasing shit down. But I I too, there is something to be said about if you come from here. If you were really exposed about it, then you're not gonna put too much on shit because you know what comes with it. Like, you're not gonna overdo some shit that you really know what it's about. Yeah. You kind of have a meter inside how to kind of regulate. So I, you're not gonna overkill some shit if that's not really you. But what I what I what I do want to say is uh, is that uh, in into what he said about, and I'll just say 
just on like that Nike Cortez, all that stuff. Like it's similar with tattoos, man. I made a post recently where it was like, I, I had certain tattoos and like, I know what those tattoos look like. I know what they meant. Um, and, and, and now I see like all these dudes want like black and gray single, like they want to look like they have jailhouse tattoos. Right. But they were getting their lunch money taken. I fucking happened. I mean, just like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it bothered me. I think I made a post that if I knew 30 years ago, 35 years ago, that, that all these hipsters were going to be running around with, with ink that looks a certain way, maybe I might not have gotten tattooed up, you know? What do you think about that, Frank Ball Jr.? I agree in a lot of ways. You know, I, I specialize in fine line, single needle tattooing, um, but I know what to put on people and what not to put on people. You know what I mean? Like if someone wants a cool, beautiful religious tattoo or, you know, like a Virgin Mary or a Christ head or something, you know, and they want it done all single needle and nice, like that's cool. That no matter what background you come from, you can walk around with that on your arm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if like some, like some 18-year-old kid who ain't a street kid you yeah. know what I mean ain't you know he's just kind of like you see it all the time he's, he's, it'll you know and they, and they uh, want some really hardcore te- like they want a lower they want a skull with the fucking lowrider hat and like some real gangster shit I, I you know let them know like you know this isn't you know you want to be careful cruising around. you don't probably won't want to walk around highland park with this fucking tattoo because if you're from here you know what that means yeah you know right. I mean? like shit, shit like that but there's so many new people doing tattoos now that weren't around like i grew up around hardcore gangster culture you know what i mean like whether that was outlaw bikers you know homies in the neighborhood gnarly ass white boys you know what i mean like tigers lions and bears oh my you know what i mean like i grew up around it all you know yeah and uh Every culture, has, just with the natives too, like they, they have their own shit. You know what I mean? And you don't put some shit on other shit on other people unless you know what I mean. That's part of them. You know what I mean? But there are ways that people can get stuff that's similar. You know what I mean? Without it being overkill. You know what I mean? For sure, if they just appreciate the art, like that's cool. But you don't want to put certain specific things on people. You know what I mean? Which is to me fucking obvious you know what I mean right. but to a lot of people it's not and it's like they don't even get it they don't understand it's like what, what's your problem bro why are you being negative it's like motherfucker you get shot over that shit you know right. what I mean right. you get beat the fuck up over that having that tattoo you know what I mean this is I'm gonna tell you right now because as we talk the more I think about his life and what I've observed from him and yeah. knowing is that is that the reason that his shit's dope is because he's doing what he does, dude. He's not trying to do some other... Like, this kid grew up, his grandfather and dad built motorcycles. He's in the motorcycles. He's taking motorcycles, he rides motorcycles. There was leather and biker shit and all that around, so he saw that. His dad was making tattoo guns. His dad was fucking 16, 15, tattooing with homemade guns. Then the youngest guy in a shop tattooing. He grew up the same way. Sweeping floors, having to sit through long conversations up all night. Okay, his dad worked on cars. He's worked on cars. He was surrounded. He grew, he was partly grew up in San Gabriel Valley around a lot of Chicanos. Yeah. So all this shit that Frank does is actually his life. He's he's not over here trying to do some other shit that he didn't really. 
it's all genuine. No, and, I, I got all that. It's authentic. And, and it's, it is authentic, and I think that's why I like your shit. Also, I know his dad and his grandpa, it's like, he grew up in a kind of a sort of a way where you got to fucking just, you know, don't fucking ask fucking, just keep your mouth shut and listen. Be asking stupid questions. It's not like, is that true? Dude. Were you told hey? Yeah, very young in tattoo shops. It was, or wherever I was at. You know what I mean? Like, I, same shit. I was always the youngest dude around. Now that's kind of changing. Um, but it was you were just you want to just be a fly on the wall. You don't want you don't want to like disrupt anybody or you know what I mean? Because then it's like you're not allowed to hang out. How anymore. old yeah. were you? How old was your dad when you came into the world? I think he was 18, 18. So that's pretty young. Or 19. Yeah, he was, he was really young. I think he was 18, actually. Yeah. And at what point did you, in your early childhood, start to become aware of the art that you were born into, actually? Um, like, when I was, like, a kid, kid, yeah. I was, I don't know. It was, it, to me, I don't even know if I even realized what it was. Cause I was so young, you know what I mean. It was just like what we were just hanging out in tattoo shops or all dad's friends, you know what I mean. Like at the house, they'd just all be kicking it. What was the secret? Let's just keep it to tattoo shops. What was the secret to being like a really little kid, right? A toddler, let's say. Okay. Right. What's the secret to hanging out in tattoo shops when you're a little boy hmm. with big <laughs> men that have done things? Yeah. What's the secret? Uh, stay out of the way. You know what I mean. Stay out of the way. Don't, what, you know. What was the energy like? Back then, tattoo shops were a lot different than they are now. What do you mean? You know I mean? Just like, look, you know, they're just more rough and rugged, you know what I mean? The dudes that were in there were just kind of gnarlier, you know what I mean? Like, there still are shops like that nowadays, don't get me wrong. But back then, it seemed like just the energy was a lot different, you know what I mean? Like, how would you describe it? The energy, uh, like, was it aggressive? A little bit more aggressive, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, even the people getting tattooed were a little bit more aggressive and different, you know? So did you, because <clears throat> Steve always, Big Lux always tells me like, hey, you know, you kind of have to have a little bit of a gift to gab or kind of be somewhat of a counselor on some level if you're going to be a tattoo artist because different types come in and you're there for a long time with each other. Yeah. Longer uh, than a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <than> yep. <laughs> so, um, and so let's say, go back to an earlier period, you're a fly on the wall and you're seeing maleness at a level that most people don't get to see. Yeah. What, what are some things, like, was there ever a, like, I don't want to call it therapy, right? I'm not going to say that, but was there some conversations that you heard and saw growing up that you could really see that these are these are men talking to each other about life um yeah i could yeah i remember stuff like that for sure is there one that you can kind of like describe at least and say like you know a guy came in he found out his old lady was banging someone else and then they talked or was there anything like that where you're like yeah i learned some things about real life being in here so there's this thing i learned <sighs> my dad was tattooing somebody and he said listen bro yeah, dude. Growing up, my dad tattooed on some real, you know, he used to tattoo on Lucky when Lucky was super young. I think he did his Santa Monica rocker yeah, yeah, across yeah, his yeah, stomach. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I grew up 
being around my dad tattooing on some gnarly motherfuckers you know what i mean like dudes you wouldn't want to fuck with you know that are you know and so it was but it, it um it's it comes down to two just trying to mind your own business i guess a little bit and not paying too much attention to what they're talking to but yeah i i heard like some real a lot of stuff that like i would hear them tell stories about other people and sometimes things didn't work out so good for them so i would try to learn how to not be that guy you know what i mean right or like um you know just lucky posted something uh, a couple days ago i think it was talking about your reputation it's the most valuable asset you have you know and that was kind of uh a very um that was something you learned too like just like how to conduct yourself around people and and if they're those stuff like that was stuff that was really kind of talked about in tattoo shops i feel like was know? there anything that you learned that would shock somebody that because everyone expects tattoo shops to be tough so was there anything that you learned where you're like most people would not think that you would learn that in a tattoo shop um yeah yeah i guess how to but even how to be a stand-up guy i guess i but i i don't know i i think like most, did you ever come out of there with a recipe for fruit salad or recipe for fruit salad or no, like I've how to a make lot. a good how to sterilize shit yeah yeah how to be clean i've spent 90 percent of my life in tattoo shops so pretty much everything i i've know or learned i've learned from other motherfuckers in tattoo shops you know um I don't know how to make a fruit salad, though. Fuck, I, <laughs> you know, I've learned how to make uh, a lot of other shit, you know? What was Steve like back then? Was he as as grizzled and tough as he is Wait now? Wait a minute, let me say. I didn't know Steve that far back. That far back. When huh? I was, like, a child, an infant, you know what I mean? But, I, you know? <laughs> yeah, he was, like, he was talking about when he was one or two years old. Yeah. I did. His father did the outline. I was out, and I... I Got the outline of the Santa Monica on my stomach. Yeah, I got but I got busted before, and his dad was young when we did it. And then it got I got busted before I could get the filling. But let me tell you, just the fucking outline was a thriller, and that's why. And I think I've shared before on here that I was in I was in I think it was in um, I was in Susanville getting, and I got the it all filled in one. In one sitting, yeah. all filled in it was like eight hours. Filled in all the letters of the outline your dad did, and man, we come out, dude. And over the next few weeks, all of it came out. It was uh. all chest pieces and baby oil. We made homemade ink, and uh, it all came out, bro. It was all plotchy. And so then in Corcoran, I was in there, and I had another artist, Shorty, who redid it again. Yeah, that's why I said I did my stomach twice over, and it was fucking painful. But finally, it stuck. But the outline's all done by. Frank Ball Sr. knocked that shit out. But I also wanted to say this was Frank Jr.'s is a is a hard luck. When we talk about hard luck, yeah. it is a hard luck. Why? Because and I'm not gonna pull his particular covers, but he grew up where like his dad was dealing with uh he dealt with a dad that was uh going to jail and dealt with some demons and some sure maybe dependency on some things and, and 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 like very similar to my son and my son my son followed some of my footsteps down that road but i don't know that everything that frank's got came easily 
or came in a beautiful manner. I, I think mean, that it doesn't a lot of, sound like it. I think that a lot of a lot of maybe what his dad has that comes to a part of what makes his dad very special did not come easily. Right. There was a lot of pain yeah. and struggle involved in what makes Frank Ball Sr. His art and his the depth on his stuff, dude, because it's part of him. He's sure. Me, what makes me part of who I am is part of the struggles I went through. My son, what makes him part of it's right. And I have to say the same thing for Frank Ball. And I say that, you guys who are listening, I'm talking about us four because us four are connected. I kind of paralleled and watched Frank Ball and his son and looked at me and my son and all of us were kind of connected in a certain way. Yeah. And we've all gone through some struggles. Right to say that? Safe to say all that? Yeah, definitely. What was your greatest struggle then? What is it? I mean, let's just cut the shit. What was it? Um, well, with all the... Yeah, like Lucky for said. You. For <laughs> me, yeah. I just... Uh, like these... These... Uh, they're not even that old, you know what I mean? But like they're, you know, two generations above me and like your guys' generation, you know what I mean? It's like it was rough, you know what I mean? Dudes were you know partying like it, everything i feel like was different now every there's been a lot more education on a lot of things so i feel like people aren't as like uh don't go down the same roads as easily before but as like, deep yeah as deep you know whether that's with drugs or gang stuff or whatever you know what i mean like like i don't know like i i struggled you know like he said my dad had had his things you know and he you know he he uh wasn't around sometimes but then he'd come back around like he was never completely out of my life you know what right. I mean? but there was times where like lucky like said he was dealing with some stuff and it was just me and my mom and mm-hmm. my two sisters all living in one bedroom at my nana's pad and pico rivera you know what i mean like around you know like we didn't it was it, like uh, what's it, the hardest part about having let's put it this way like such a a strong male influence that sometimes is sporadic uh-huh. And then when he's not there for right, a period right. of time, Good you're question. surrounded by women. Is uh, that tough, or like what? What interesting things did you come away with from that? Well, I wasn't always surrounded by women. Like I had like tons of family. Like on my mom's side, I got ton- that's my uh, Chicano side of the family. So I got a big family on my mom's side, and everyone lives in the same town. You know, so I had I had male influences around me, but not having that that main one was a little different. But I think I was so young to where it didn't really affect me negatively i guess i was kind of uh do you ever feel like you know know, this is my father's doing this and so people can't tell me to do that um do you ever have that feeling growing up what are you trying to tell me when i got older when i got into like a teen the teenage like rebellious shit you know and i was going in and out of juvenile halls and shit like that like that was a a thing where no one could tell me shit you know what i mean but when i was like a younger kid um i don't think you know when i you was scared go- I, when i was real i'm still it's still there but when i was like younger younger i was scared to death of my father he's fucking can be scary you know what i mean right and uh so even though i would fuck up i'd i wouldn't veer too far away because you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you got your mom going. I'm, I'm gonna call your dad. <laughs> and I'd be like, "Fuck, don't call him." You know. So, given all the education we've gotten, do you sometimes fall on the side of like, you know what? It's important to have a scary parent a little bit because that's kind of how you keep somebody in line up to a point. Yeah, sure, for sure, yeah. But I think too, like if you get something, you get an idea in your head, 
about something and what you want to pursue there's not much that can stop you you know what i mean even with the scary fucking parent you know what i mean and was that the case for you did you when find I, that sometimes? when i when i was in my teenage years yeah like my you know 14 15 16 when i was really starting to get into trouble and what were you doing was, that you got into so much trouble uh drugs <laughs> what kind drugs and uh uh you know party drugs weed alcohol speed stuff like that it was a lot of that and graffiti had a lot of influence like you know when you were stuff. out there what was like your favorite drug what was your drug of choice uh i prefer alcohol alcohol you know how fucked up did you like to because i love alcohol i mean yeah. i would get black out drunk you're native homie. american yeah, i yeah. mean fuck <laughs> it dude i'd go native white native white native again in one night bro just go crazy yeah yeah what about you so you i mean you like to drink you fucking yeah yeah i like you know when i I really like to drink. Yeah, I, I really love the the effects produced by drugs and alcohol. That's for sure. Yeah. Were you looking for a change in your perception and head? Yeah, you know, it was just. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I just want, like the feelings that that I how it made me feel. You know, what I mean, it made me feel great all the time. You know. It was really normal to do that when I was younger. Uh, did you have problems socializing with people? Like, and when you weren't loaded, did you feel like it was hard to talk to people or communicate or bond? Um, sometimes, yeah, I guess so. Um, but that that was a. I guess I didn't have a hard time uh, socializing with the people that were like me. Right. You know what I mean? Like other other dudes that were into the same shit I was into. I've never had a problem interacting with them i guess with the rest of society because i guess if you really look at it we are even though my world is surrounded by people like lucky and my dad like it's pretty much everyone i know ever like since i was a pup you know what i mean but in reality it is a really small world you know what i mean yeah even though, even if you're even in the middle of it yeah you're surrounded by it but compared to the rest of fucking society you know what i mean it is a small world but um I've never even cared to fuck with the rest of the society, you know what I mean, the rest of the world, you know. It's and they're not into what I'm into. Why am I going to hang out with them? Unless it's a girl, and I'm, you know, then I'm, She, but even still, she's got something that I like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, right, right, 100%. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
What is and so? 100%. I mean, are you still drinking and using drugs? No, I've been sober now seven and a half years. What's yeah. What's the secret to seven? Because I know a lot of people that can get like six months, nine months, blah yeah. blah blah. But seven and a half. I know a lot of people maybe get six weeks. Right, <laughs> months is a long time to get, bro. Well, I mean, I know some people can get one. Right, but you're right. But what I really want to know is what's what's the what what do you find works for making it to over seven years? That's a long walk. I never thought I would stay sober this long, to be honest. <clears throat> I just took it day by day, you know, day by day. And then days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turns into years, you know. And just not even, I, I just got, I felt like, because I got so fucked up on drugs and alcohol so young. And it kind of, it like really, like I, we skimmed over it, but it really fucked my shit up. It really ruined, you know, it ruined my life, you know. Like, How so? Just fucked. It was so fucked. Like, um. Because somebody's like, listening right now. Mm-hmm. And they might be. A lot be, of people listening right they now. They might be Both. like uh, six months out from your bottom. Mm-hmm. So they might be listening. So describe exactly what was going on that caused you to take such a radical step, which it is, to say I'm no longer going to do drugs and alcohol. I was kind of like in a weird way that there was no other option. You know what I mean? I fucked up everything. You know what I mean? Like couldn't tattoo. Like like I, I got a lot of really cool opportunities really young. You know, like I got to do like cool modeling stuff where I was getting flown to New York and not I'm not a model. You know what I mean? This has just worked out because I had a roommate who was involved in it, you know, but I got to do sh- like really cool shit like that really young. Probably a product from living in Hollywood and being around, you know, the right people and shit, but shit like that, tattooing in cool shops in Hollywood, doing art and being around cool people, cool culture, you know, and then you, you kind of just piss that all away with drugs and alcohol and you get to a point where like even though people might party and do shit like that, they don't want a severe case of it around, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, all the time. And once you kind of pass that point to where, you know, it's almost like like you're just doing it, doing it, doing it, and then you look around and everyone's gone, and you're like, what the fuck happened? You know what I mean? But for me, it was more severe than that. I was like, you know, going in and out of jail, fucking probation, fucking, you know, warrants out for your arrest, being on probation three different counties fucking having nowhere to stay you know maybe out of money like just totally just blowing it but just but it me it was like always like oh this is punk rock fuck it you know what i mean but like <laughs> like right. it, it gets to a point where you just can't fucking do it anymore you know what i mean it's just not even it's not feasible it's not like you're mentally like you just you're just done you know what i mean you can't you know what i mean where you're like most people are like, fuck, I don't, you know, I don't want to go to rehab. Come on, oh, dad, don't send me to rehab. Dad. Did and you, you get dad? to a point where you're like, please, like, <laughs> like I need to go to rehab. I need, I need a fucking, some structure somewhere to like lay my head and kind of get my shit together. You know what I mean? Did your yeah. dad ever pull you aside to have a conversation with you about it? Many times. You know what I mean? My dad was sober for a long, you know, I, I give him lots of credit for that because even though there's some years of my life where he wasn't around because he was he was slipping you know he got sober and he got his shit together and he was doing really well but that was like around the time where I was kind of venturing out on my own and now starting to have my own experience with life and drugs and alcohol and I I feel really bad about that and I feel really guilty about it now because he was at a point in his life where he was really trying to like get you know be right you know what I mean 
but I was a hard-headed teen, you know what I mean? That was just, you know. How did you you explain it to your dad, though? Because I can only imagine, like, if it was me, right? It's just just me. I'm not saying you. But my dad has his wild time. Now he calms down and is trying to do the right thing. I barely get started, and now my dad's trying to tell me, like, hey, you need mm-hmm. to calm down, let me tell you. And now I'm in my mind, like, what? Well, yeah, that was kind of the exact situation. Yeah. yeah. That was real similar, yeah. And so did my, you tell him, like, hey, bro, that's good for you, I get that, yeah. but I'm on my own. Yeah, I, you know, as, as much as I could, you know what I mean? Like, but he was... Yeah, around this time, my dad got remarried. He was living down in Orange County. I was up in Uptown Whittier with my mom, you know what I mean? So I would see him on the weekends, but then, you know, the rest of the time, it was me doing me, you know what I mean? My mom worked all the time, so I was pretty much free to do whatever, you know? So I, I, you know, I went headfirst into drugs and alcohol, you know what I mean? It just went along with the lifestyle, went along with... What the culture that I was in, you know, what I mean, punk rock, graffiti, skateboarding. But did it know, ever come? You, so you alluded to it, but I mean, it sounds crazy. But I mean, at some point, some of the people around you that were quote unquote punk rock were starting to tell you, like, "Hey, bro, you're a little, you had to calm down. It's it's even too much for the scene." And you're like, "Wait a minute, you guys are all alcoholics too. Who are you talking to?" Yeah, there's some. Of, yeah, I had I had close friends that were like, Frank, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, for sure. Like, yeah. But you know, I just once you're once you're in it, you're in it. You know what I mean? You're yeah. just going until you know. Either you're either an addict, or you're either one of them dudes, or you're not. Yeah, you know, once yeah. you're there, like you can't hey, bro, like reel it in and make it. Oh, I'm gonna be like everybody else. I would have people pull me aside, and I'd be like, "You're drunk, telling me this." Right, right, Who right. The fuck of course, are you talking of course. to. Like it took me a long time to understand. Or I'd have people that didn't want to drink when I wanted to drink, and I'd get fucking pissed because I'd be like, "Well, so then yeah. are we friends or what? Like, yeah, what do you yeah. mean? Yeah. I'm not gonna fucking sit here and not do anything without." You know, you guys joining in or get out of here or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. And that, That's interesting. That a, lot, a lot of, I know that a lot of what happened was very similar to what was going on in my household and with my life with my son, even down to like the parents separate and me, you know, trying to walk into this life of sobriety and my son kind of having his own and me trying to potentially control it and tell him shit or model shit and 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 then and then what i was modeling was going in and out right you know coming and going and uh, different women and and like you know it's uh, this is why you know today everybody on the same page and i'm talking about him and his dad i mean like for a lot of people man i'll just speak on me like i was written off after probably juvenile hall and on my way to prison like i'm not supposed to be succeeding you know right and uh probably his dad and then kids that come up in a in a household like uh you know frank and vincent like today they might be dead you know with what's going on out there but a lot of those kids are like kind of like their path is probably going to be the path of their their father which was in many ways but it's you're kind of like society's like man, broken home and drugs and this and that and dads and shit, da, da, da. like that shit usually goes one way for sure. the most part. Yeah, and the fact that that our sons are thriving and that maybe 
as parents, we're thriving today. Our fathers, who, are, who who aren't necessarily old, but aren't young either. Um, I don't know. I think it, you know, and I think it all connects too. I mean, shit. My son was sober for a while when I wasn't. Then he had more time than me. Then I had more, and and same thing with you, yeah, kind yeah. of. So it's like. But I have to say that, it, and I'll just say this for the basis and for the basis of recovery is like there is some truth to planting a seed. There's some truth to planting a seed. You don't know when that seed's going to come or if it's ever going to come, but there is some truth to that. Because I don't believe that you just stumbled upon recovery on your own. Like somewhere, whether it was modeled right, you saw it work and not work, it was modeled somewhere. And just like my son saw it modeled somewhere in his dad, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, because my dad never got sober, but he told me to go to AA. For sure. And that, for the longest time, I was like, "Who the fuck? What?" It's crazy how my dad deep those things coming from our parents. Let me tell you run, something. Right? One time, I got fucking drunk with like only two people at the house when I was in college. Right, parents out of town. I'd go in there. I fucking got so blackout drunk. I busted a whole bunch of shit, including an oven door that was glass. Shattered it. <laughs> and, and it seemed like a good idea at the time. Your dad was like, your ass needs to go to AA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> my dad goes, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> and like my dad would always make me, he'd be like, all right, it's going to cost this amount. I'm going to hire you for five bucks an hour. <laughs> pick up shit behind the house. And you're yeah. going to go to AA. And so I agreed, right? Because I was thinking that, like, whatever. And I went to AA and I held hands with a bunch of men and shit. And I was like, man, I'm fucking out of here. As soon as I can get out of here, I'm out of here. So I agree with the idea that the planting the seed, regardless if it comes from a hypocritical place or not, blah, 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 or the kid's going to listen to it or not, I agree with that. Because I did put it in my mind probably about maybe 10 years later for me to say this is the only option left is this fucking grody program but it's a true program because they're not getting rich off it but this is the maybe the only thing left for me to do right so based on that right i agree with that um you know for me and i've said it a lot of times but for me the recovery process has been um sort of constantly shifting and evolving and changing with new new pressures that you know when I first got sober I would not have contemplated were going to be something I'd have to work through and every step of the way I've you know come up against something tougher and tougher and I and that kind of in some ways went against the concept that was painted for me which was like oh you, you know I got sober and now I'm you know living the dream because sometimes I talk to some men in sobriety and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm living the dream. It's all good. Smooth sailing from here. Right. Uh, but it's not exactly my experience. You know, my experience is some ups, some downs, and then the challenges keep getting tougher and tougher. It's like every time I surpass a new challenge, there's something more. And I remember sitting down with this 80 year old dude and I'm like, dude, every time it's like one more thing, one more thing. And then the old dude looked at me and was like, what do you think life is? Yeah, for sure. Life on life's terms, you know? Right. Um, but that's also like, that's a huge benefit of being sober. Yeah, you know I mean, like you deal, it is a roller coaster. You deal with emotional stuff, mental stuff, spiritual shit, you know? 
but all that stuff is all it's all good shit you know what i mean when i was drinking all the time and using drugs i was numbing out you know what i mean now i'm i'm fully present you know what i mean like i am like i'm here you know what i mean i'm trying to make the most of myself that's really what what it comes down to and i feel like a lot of other dudes in sobriety that i surround myself with it's like whether you're doing tattoos or you're a motorcycle guy or a car guy or you're a fashion dude or streetwear dude like everyone that i know I take that back. Not everyone I know is pushing themselves as hard as they can. You know what I mean? But a lot of people I know and a lot of dudes I like to surround myself with that are also on the same tip as me, um, now that they're sober and they don't have the drugs and the alcohol chaining them down, you know what I mean? It kind of, it's, it's, uh, it gives you the it, it gives you the gas to finally do what the fuck you want to do because you've already wrestled with your demons you've been to the darkest of dark places you know what i mean emotionally mentally physically you know what i mean whether that's locked up in prison or in a homeless shelter somewhere or living on this like you've alcoholics and addicts have been to very dark places you mm-hmm. know what i mean if you're a real you know dude that's really embarked on that journey you know what i mean to where when you get sober it takes some time maybe the first year or two just kind of getting your head right you know what i mean right. but after you're kind of you've you've dealt with these things and you've walked through that shit and now you're sober and you find something you're passionate about or something you really love you, like you like you know if you know alcoholics they fucking go after shit you know what i mean hardcore you know what i mean just like they were chasing drugs and alcohol and they find something they're passionate about something they're into maybe it was something they loved and cared about before but they lost it along the way you know what i mean they fucking go at it hard you know what i mean and that's yeah. something i really respect and i really admire about alcoholics you know what i mean and addicts that i guess are in a in a weird way reformed you know what i mean but like not because they're still themselves they still did all the things they did you know what i mean but now they're like in a position to like to not be like i said chained down by this monkey on their back you know now mm-hmm. you can really pursue and chase what you're trying to do you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. for me personally like i'm just i'm into the same shit i've been into since i was a little kid you know what i mean like i just I, I, I have some friends that their dads are tattooers and they want nothing to do with tattooing. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't like mm-hmm. low riders. They don't like mm-hmm. classic cars. They don't like choppers. They don't like motorcycles. They're not into it. They don't care for it. That's their dad's thing. You know what I mean? For me, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I, I, I just, it's what I'm attracted to. It's what I like. You know what I mean? So I just um, fully engulf myself and, and, in the world in the culture around it you know what i mean because it's where i feel more most comfortable i travel a lot for tattooing i go to because i'm sober now because i'm off pro, i was on probation for 10 years from when i was 15 till i was 25 i was a warden of the state i didn't even belong to my parents i went to the city of la county or the county of los angeles you know like i couldn't get a passport i didn't do much of that shit growing up didn't travel much didn't do a lot of things you know but now because i'm sober and I've not only sober, I've taken the time and I'm not trying to gas myself up. This is just like what I've, you know, it's taken some time. It's taken seven and a half years. You know what I mean? Right. But to get my shit together, do all that stuff. Now it's like I go and I, I, uh, I go and travel and go to different countries and shit and work and stuff. And even then, like when I get to like some new place, like 
the first thing I want to do is go to the tattoo the lo- the tattoo shop that I know from back home because they're world renowned. Like I'm in Amsterdam, I want to go check out Hanky Panky Shop. I want to go check out Blue Blood Studios. You know, because in tattoo shops, it's where I'm most comfortable. You know what I mean? The people speak my language. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm on the same tip. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. what's cool. Like I guess that's your there, tribe. It's my tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and it's wherever it's at in the world. And I go ask them where do I eat. You know what I mean? What should I go check out? Right. What's cool around here? Because I know, like. There's a million motherfucking tattooers now. There's a million motherfucker shops. But I've been blessed to be kind of a part of the old school, you know what I mean, that kind of really... Um, what is a common unifying thing for, like, tattoo shops around the world? Like, you go to a tattoo... Besides ink and tattoo uh, uh-huh. guns and stuff. But, like, if you go to a tattoo shop, you're always going to see this. Um, attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um uh i don't know uh just for but like I said, the the dudes that i kind of fuck with it's kind of a small group now within tattooing it used to be the whole world the whole tattoo scene was this but now it's grown so much but i'm still a part of just like the more smaller old school dude you know what i mean but i just like going and hearing about the history you know what i mean and i just respect you know what I, like i don't I trust them not to steer me in the wrong direction. Yeah, I mean, so I kind of just roll with it, you know. Like, you're gonna hear some good stories. Yeah, good, job. yeah you're gonna hear some good. You're probably gonna walk away with a couple good jokes. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shit like that. I don't know. I've he's spent more time in a tattoo studio. I've spent some good times. Uh, I've spent some good time in the tattoo shops, and I get what you're getting at. Right. There's a. There's probably a few things, but yeah. It's man. I always I. I feel like not even being a tattoo artist, but spending time and having people around. It's like some of these old school tattoo artists, you know, they're like they're like old pirates, you know. And I remember yeah. when I was young, when Baby I was Ray. young, yeah. But when I know when I was young, and there were all these <laughs> older Ray. cats, uh, and I'd be in there. You too would have to keep your mouth shut and kind of just like, all right, and and, and listen to these stories and go get that. And it was like. But these dudes were like, uh, you know, there's definitely a schooling. There was definitely that older figure that probably w- went through his own shit right. and wasn't going for no shit from some fucking kid. Right. And you were going to have to sit there and fucking maybe grab a broom, yeah. listen to what was being said, go around the corner and go pick up fucking, you know, some beers or whatever you need to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Go get cigarette. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. You know, I respect uh, tattooing so much. It's like a, it's kind of like a, a. What are the, what are the, uh, what are the places where people go to learn martial arts? Like a dojo. Like it's kind of like a dojo in a way, dude. <laughs> right. It's that same type of uh, older guys schooling a younger guy, like, and that's been lost in a lot of different ways. But the tattoo culture used to be. I don't know if it's like that anymore. But it was in a lot of ways it was like that. You had to come into this thing. You had to spend some time in there, earn your stripes, earn your respect. Listen, you know, and then you get to be of your own man. Does that make sense? Totally. That whole thing is not in society like it was back then. And I think that if you got to be in a dojo and learn some jujitsu, go down to Brazil and go do that, or you got to be, I think that if you got to grow up in a tattoo like his. 
in that world, you got some of that. And that, that makes you different. That's why I, res I respect tattooing and I respect that world. And I think that is part of the reason why I've never gotten a tattoo was because I'm not committed to that world or part of it in a way that would, it would make sense to me. Meaning like, yeah, we need more people that think like you. I, I, I was like, I'm not really a tattoo. I'm not. I'm not from, you know, I didn't do half of those things. I'm never going to do those things. And I'm not judging it at all. Yeah, I'm you just, love it. You respect it from. Yeah, yeah and I love the are. artwork and all that stuff. But, the, but, but so, yeah. And so for me, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to get it. There's not. Do, the other reason is I, there's not an image I love enough that I would want it on my body forever. Yeah. Not now it's not that but mm -hmm. but at the time it was it was like what am I gonna put fucking Seahawks logo on my fucking shit what am I gonna put my fucking name you know like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have anything like that that I love enough that I would do that um, and as a result I never did I, I left that to the people that that's what they wanna do right on you know what I mean yeah. and um, I remember I told your dad that when he came in I was like hey he's like well Life, it's not over yet. You might get a tattoo. He was like, you might still get a tattoo. Yeah, you might. Who knows? It's, uh, you know, there's certain things to be concrete about. There's certain things, you know, you never know. You don't know what's going to get thrown at you. you know? Right. You might have an experience in life where you're like, fuck, that was it. I'm going to go get a tattoo to fucking, you know what I mean? And if I like, did, if I did genuinely feel that in my heart and had that experience, I wouldn't be against it. It, it yeah. wouldn't be like, well, I said this, so I'm not going to change my mind. It would yeah. be like, oh, that is something that, okay, I would do that. Yeah. One minute. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something real quick, though. Like, do you get, do, do you, and maybe you don't get this anymore, but as you worked in Shots of Best, you get customers that come in and they're like, I don't know what I want to get. I just want to get a tattoo. All the time. Yeah, but it, yeah, go ahead. So I don't know. That, just, that shit just is like, it goes against everything that I, I just don't like about that fucking culture, man. Like, yeah. like people like that, dude. Like at least even in the old days, somebody would come in and be like, They'd have an idea what they want, and then you'd show them the flash for it. Yeah, like, yeah. I want a Lotus. I got to have this Lotus. Like, means something. People these days are like, I don't know what I want. I just want this arm filled up with something. Yeah. You go, like, what, what's up with that shit, man? Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, there's, I hate that there's shit. Two, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I can, I can, yeah, I can agree. But then there's all, there's like two different routes with that. There's two different ways to answer that. Like, yeah, I agree with that. Sometimes that's whack where there's dudes, they just want to be tattooed, right? They just want to look like somebody that they admire, you mm -hmm. know? But then there's other cats that are heavily tattooed, right? They have tattoos from good artists. They respect the world, you know, and, and, and you know, they're, they're, they're into it. They're tattoo collectors, you know what I mean? And they'll have a spot. Well, yeah. that's different. And, then, then, and they're like, dude, go ahead and yeah, do what you. Yeah, they're like, like you, you do you. Yeah, I mean, yeah but I that's wanna, different, yeah, though. That is For different. Sure, that's that, different. No, I totally yeah. get that. They know yeah. what yeah. they want. They just want your style. Uh, want and right. Your, yeah. Your and your decision. That's, yeah. And that's yeah. different. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm For not going to sure. dis... Because I've, I've had tunes go in and be like, there's a couple yeah. things, bro, but I'm going to let you, you know. So I get that, but like it's just some of that other shit. No, and yeah, I only the other shit. Yeah, it's kind of like what's the you know because I said that because I feel like if you're gonna get something for the rest of your life, yeah, like why wouldn't you get something that means something to you, right? For you know, sure. like that's like what the I was shit saying, that's on me. It was in my head for a long, like I had to get this. I envisioned it. I went in there. I went and got it. Told him exactly. It, you know. 
why would I just go on a whim and be like, oh yeah, like, oh, okay, what was that on me? You're like, it's just to me, it's fucking <laughs> on you for the rest of your life. Why would you? And I guess some people don't think like that either, because they're thinking, I'll get that shit removed in fucking five years. Yeah, that that I really don't like. That's fucking <laughs> lack of commitment. Like, if you're gonna do it, do it. Right. What's the weirdest body part you've tattooed? Uh, I you know you always get questions like you ever tattooed a dick? You know what I mean, have you and ever, have you? No, I've never tattooed a dick. And d- can you ta- has dick been tattooed before? Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. Do you Is do it? it all the time? God um, damn. What but, about balls? Do people ever tattoo balls? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but I, I've never personally tattooed dick or ball. I guess the weirdest, <laughs> like. You know what's weird that isn't a sexual thing is an eyelid. Tattooing an eyelid. How do you do that? It's very, uh, very carefully. <laughs> do you get like time, a binder clip and pull it out tight? Nah, like I've like the first time I ever tattooed an eyelid, we were in, I was working at a shop in Hollywood. I think I was like 17 or 18 <laughs> and uh, I was on Melrose <laughs> and it was just me that night and it was a late night shop. We stayed open until midnight, right? And it was yeah. a walk-in shop. I hadn't, you know, quite, you know, I hadn't built up a clientele like I have now. So it was like, you're at the mercy of whoever walks, walks in, in and what, yeah. what they want, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of how everyone started when I started and the generations before. Now things are different with the internet and stuff. But like, you know, I'm in there, and uh, you know, I've I've been pretty good this whole interview about not get, getting specific with the, with certain, you know names or organizations sure. or whatever sure. you know what i mean but this dude was a you know he's a black dude from you know black set you know and comes in and he goes um i want to get a portrait i go okay you know what do you what, what, who do you want to get you know fucking your wife your old lady you know your kid what do you want they want to get a portrait of benjamin franklin mm-hmm. i'm like all right cool. all right i could pull that off you know and <laughs> he was I, really like, into kites yeah, he was really into kites. But, you know, all right, so there's a couple of layers to it, right? One, I'd never done a portrait before. You know, and this was a hardcore, this this dude was with the shit. You could tell right away. He had the look in his eye. He had the walk. You know what I mean? He's a fucking gangster. You know what I mean? So I go on the back. I call my dad. I go, Dad, this fucking, these gangsters up here in the shop. He wants to get a portrait of Benjamin Franklin. And my dad, being old school, you know, he goes, what are you calling me for? And I go, and I go, I go. I've never done a portrait before. And he goes, just do it real light. You know what I mean? And then he's, then I was like, okay, well, fuck. All right, then. I'm gonna, and I go over there and I tell him, all right, cool. Yeah, just don't like it with a portrait. You could, you could always go darker, but you can never go lighter. You know what right, I mean? right. So right. just do it real light. And if he comes back, you just darken some shit up here and there. You know what I mean? And then slowly work your way up that's to a little it, tattoo know? game for right, you yeah, all right there all right. don't give away too much yeah, I'm, yeah, listening. Yeah, I'm listening I'm and, listening uh, so yeah uh, you know this guy uh, <laughs> he goes I go where do you want it he goes <laughs> on my eyelid <laughs> I was like you want to get a portrait of Benjamin Franklin on your eyelid <laughs> You know, so one, I'd never tattooed an eyelid before. Right. Two, I'd never tattooed a portrait before. Right. Right. So I go in the back, call my dad real quick again. I'm like, this motherfucker wants on his eyelid. You know, my dad's like, why the fuck do you keep calling me? Yeah. Do, do the motherfucking He's tattoo. Right. You He's know. Right. He's right. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck. But the, like, this isn't like. Yeah, you know, I've tattooed on a lot of like you know gnarly motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Right. Like hardcore, hardcore gangsters, hardcore bikers. You know what I mean? 
you approach it differently than if you're tattooing some fucking. There's more you know at I mean? stake. Yeah, there's more at stake. You know right. what I mean? Like you could, you know. They got there's a different return policy for yeah, if you mess yeah, something yeah. up. Right. Yeah, yeah. So but like <laughs> you know, so I'm like, fuck. All right. So <laughs> I go a trick that you learned in tattoo shops coming up, if if you, there was a tattoo that you didn't want to do, you just quote them really high cuz most of the time they're going to go fuck that. I go get it done by my homie down the street for fucking 50 bucks, right. 100 bucks. Right. You know I mean? So he goes, "How much is it going to cost?" And I go, eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. you know what i mean and he goes eight hundred eight hundred and i was like yeah and he goes it's gonna look good though right and i said <sighs> i was like yeah fuck yeah you know <laughs> and he pulls up. he pulls out the fucking cash counts it out and throws it on the table he goes let's go and i go oh fuck we're doing this shit you know what I mean? it's yeah. on now so i go in the back i fucking draw it up i put it on this motherfucker's eyelid and i just stretch it real fucking <laughs> tight you know what i mean i heard stories about in in the pen if dudes were getting their eyelids tattooed they put a plastic spoon underneath their eyelid yeah. so if the needle went through it wouldn't poke them in the eye that makes sense i asked my dad about that he said no you don't fucking stick a spoon underneath someone's fucking <laughs> oh, eyeball. I mean, you know what I mean? that doesn't make sense yeah he's like don't do that he's like just do it you know very carefully you know what i mean oh, so i did it God. and it actually came out pretty fucking good you know what I mean I was pretty hyped on it he was hyped on it did he like did he like have a mirror and he just looked at the one thing and he was like that looks like fucking Benjamin Franklin yeah he goes money never sleeps dog money never sleeps cause I get money when I sleep you know yeah 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 that's great but tons of shit like that you know what I mean like that was like the weirdest like, I've, I've the, tattooed tons of asses I've tattooed you know what I mean shit like that ever, you know what what's I mean? the like, grossest tattoo story you got where you're like man I went in there and it was just foul um yeah I've tattooed some funky ass broads you know what I mean That's have you yeah 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 for sure you get these did you go all the way through it? Was there ever a time where you're like, look, lady, I can't keep going unless you go get an air freshener right now? <laughs> no, I have customer service. You know, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> always, you know, or you get some fool that wants to get his foot tattooed and he's got some raunchy ass feet. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. You just turn your nose off for that two hours. You know, do it. All right. Uh, listen, let's 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 do this, uh, Frank. Tell, can you let people know where uh, where they can find you, where you're at, how they get tattoos, where they find you on social media, and let people know, brother. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I work out of. Uh, I have a private studio here in Venice. You know, if you want to get tattooed by me, you can reach out to me on my Instagram. It's Frank Ball B A L L Junior. Um, and send me an email if you want to set something up. And then I also work at uh, Good Time Charlie's Tattoo Land down in uh, Anaheim, uh, Orange County, California. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you want to get tattooed down there too, you can also reach out to me through my Instagram or call the shop. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Is there an image you won't tattoo? And we'll leave with this. Is there one that you for sure, like if somebody asks you to do this, you won't do it? I try to stay away from like hate shit, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just it for me, you know what I mean? I just don't even want that energy and also like for them, I don't want, you know what I mean? Like it's there's tons of other dudes to get that done by, you know what I mean? Fucking All right. I applaud that. I yeah. applaud that. You know, shit like that. One love. And One I don't love. like the whole like decapitated Jesus heads and shit like that. Like I'm not really there's there's guys that that are in that do it and that's their thing. Go to those guys. You know what I mean? I don't like doing uh, stuff like that. Right on. Full on Third Reich scene. You know? Yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. listen. That hey, beautiful. Um, 
Big shout out to Frank Ball Jr. Big shout out to Frank Ball Sr. Yep. Um, Dynasty. Yeah, man. I mean, you guys, uh, thank you for coming on, brother. And and I want you to come on again. I want you to come check in with us in a few months and let us know what's going on. Yeah. And (laughs) is there any convention coming up that you're going to be at that people need to know about? Uh, Yeah, I got a few. Um, I'm going to be at the Born Free Motorcycle Show um, at the end of the month, June 24th and 25th. No, no, 25th and 26th. It's in Silverado, Santiago Canyon, Orange County for uh, promoting my my leather brand. Um, And then I'm going to be at a convention in Rome in September uh, and London also in September in Germany. So, yes, yeah, it's international yeah, tour. Yeah. Frank Ball Jr. International yeah, yeah. tour. You gotta what? say, you gotta say hello to Ken Carlos when you're out. I will. Know. He bought one of my leathers. Did he? Yeah, yeah, what? He's yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah, he's a good. Where brother. do people buy your leathers? Or like, what's it called? What's uh, the brand called? The the brand's called Five Ball Racing. Five yeah, Ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Find it. That's our website, fiveballracing.com, or our Instagram is Five Ball Racing Leathers. I gotta yeah. follow that. Nice. Yeah. Um, dope, man. Yeah. Ken Carlos, man, that guy's one of my favorites. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. uh, My lady wants to get tattooed by him when we're out there, so we're gonna try to set something up, link up with him. Yeah, awesome, man. This is the shit. Send us some uh, flyers of where you'll be local, and we'll story them on uh, Hard Luck. Get that out there, (laughs) and uh, you got all our support. It's great, man. I'm great to see you doing good, and, and jump on the leathers and. And just any way we can support you, brother. We're Thank all you. about it. it. Same here. Yeah, yeah man. You. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank what you, you guys got, for having me. Bowen LLP, we wear braids to court. Let the Tomahawks fly the best legal representation that money can buy. Right? Let me interrupt you a second. You we got a uh, call in from a blast from the past. What's up, man? Big Lep, Big uh, Lep. N- there's a concert. You're you're live on air right now, Lep. <laughs> come on, Big Lepke. Come on with it. Uh, no, it's a it's a it's a concert that's going on. We're just having a cookies booth there. Where's it at? Uh, it's in L.A. I'll, uh, I'll 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 let you know when I'm all done recording. Does, How about that? It doesn't playing? start until four. Who's and playing? Frank Ball Jr. is giving you a shout out right now. What's up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, what else? What else? What else? Does he know we're doing a yeah, podcast? Uh, the, Does he know we do one? Incorporating this time is uh, I ain't paying attention to what's going on around me, man. You know, the outside entities. I ain't fucking with. All right. Oh yeah. Not paying attention. I gotta listen to other people that are gamed up. That are, you know, they, 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 you know, I ain't living in a material world. A lot of people mm. over there, man. It's like material for you guys. It's like. Something that might not be material for me. Right, Lepke. I'm going to hit you up when I'm do- when we're all done, brother. For sure. We love you, dog. We're giving you a shout out. And- yeah. That was enough. That was enough for Yeah. I'll hit you up as soon as I'm done here around uh, 1 o'clock, and I'll shoot you the address for that, okay? Okay. Yeah. What is his all name? Right. What's his new name? All right. All right, doggy. I'll hit you in a bit. All right. Gracias, Lep. Hey. 
<laughs> in case anyone's got it twisted, Lepke's not living in a material world. That's right. All right. He's not a material girl, and he ain't living in a material Hell world. Hell no. That's What's right. Up, Go ahead, Sean. Sean at movemental.media, uh, www.movemental.media. Don't forget uh, www.hardluckshow.com. Hit, it, hit us up at the buy tab or go to hls.gumroad.com for proto, proto episodes. Yeah. LA mixtape. Proto baggins. Uh, and our, uh, Art of War. Audiobook. Audiobook. And there was something else, but I forgot. Uh, Movemental. Movemental. I already did it. Oh. Okay. All right. And don't forget. You got a beard, it's crusty, it's musty, it's dusty. You want to use the best oil in the world. Sponsors, proud from the very beginning. Pulpo. Pulpo beard oil. Stop smelling. All right, and? Mike. Big pick, Mike. All your weddings, all right. What do you Bar do? Bar mitzvahs. Everything, right, man. Right? Anything that takes an image, we got it. We got you. Also do sound rentals, too, for DJs, for MCs, all that. Just hit me up at Mike Angelo Photography. Also, Bionic Sound System. Shout out to Chris Boogie. Bionic? Yeah, Bionic. Chris too. Boogie. Word up. That's all the right. man. All right. All right. No parking on the dance floor. <laughs> He'll do more than that. He's the man. Uh, just check us out, man. Man, love to cookies. Man, love to Harlock. To all y'all for being out here Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays as usual. Check you out. Hey guys, www.supermaxhardware.com. Right on. Out. We're going to be doing a summer capsule drop this month. Uh, CookiesSF.com, Vibes Rolling Papers. Uh, check us out, man. Shout out to Big Burner. Shout out to Estevan Oriel, um, the Soul Assassins, and uh, Enzo's Lucky. Pizzeria, and Candle Buds. Lucky. And a big shout out to my boy. Frank Ball Sr. out there in Austin. I'm sending out uh, my best to you, bro. You really made amazing kids, and one of them sitting in this chair today. And thank, thank you. you for your friendship, and uh, I love you, man. So I'm shouting out to you guys. Frank Ball Jr., thank you for coming in today. Yeah. Great to have you. Thank you guys you. go follow him on Instagram, Frank Ball Jr. Go get a tattoo, go buy a leather jacket. We're out of here. Adios, yep. amigos. Mm-hmm. That's like I told you. No, I eat a hot dog now, my blood pressure goes down. Hey, I'm like a magician. EDD, big money coming. Bro. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.